0: Life, along with my kids and my lovely wife, taking in the land that the good Lord made and doing the things that make this country great. Do my part to keep the things in line, respecting the land that's yours and mine. No doubt about it, this is right. Here's a good life. It's living the whole life. Welcome to the on air home for the Brotherhood of Hunters. Welcome to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show, brought to you by Hunt Life. Take aim. And now, here are your hosts: Jeff Loggeman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. Good
1: morning, me Jeff Loggeman, along with Kevin Favor and Kirk Waltz for the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Good morning, guys.
2: Morning,
3: morning, Jeff.
1: How Uh, are you? Kirk, you recovered from your work weekend in the
3: woods
2: last weekend?
3: I'm ready for a couple days off after this week of fishing. Yeah, I got a lot done last weekend. Thanks guys. Uh, we needed to get there and get the work. And, you know, with the fires being so close to Honey Prairie fire in, in South Georgia, folks was uh, real close to the property, 30 miles away and jumping eight miles a day. And so we pulled everything out of there and all the equipment and, you know, cut fire breaks and stuff like that. And
1: yeah, for, for those that, uh, are listening to one of our 18 affiliates across the country, they're kind of wondering what you're talking about. Uh, You know, the the media has had great coverage on the fires that happened in Arizona uh, and then the ones that they had in Texas. Mm -hmm. You know, but the one that really kind of has, I guess, flown under the radar, so to speak, as far as media coverage goes, has been the one in Georgia that Kirk is referring to called the Honey Prairie Complex Fire. Right. And uh, to give folks an idea, uh, the Okefenokee Swamp, which resides in southern Georgia its land mass is about 450,000 acres. Uh, of course, the swamp is bigger than that because because some of the swamp goes into private land. But the actual boundaries of the swamp is 450,000 acres. Which is huge. Which is very large. Mm-hmm. The Honey Prairie Complex Fire, which consists of about three different fires, have burned over 310,000 acres of land in the swamp and then also... Around the edges of the swamp the private land, that is a huge fire, but it's in a swamp. Yeah, uh, it's not burning houses, and so it doesn't get a lot of coverage. But uh, it certainly has affected a lot of lives in Georgia and across the country because they have fire personnel from all over. That's right. That are dealing with that. That's and that's the fire you're talking about. And it and it borders
3: the Swanee River complex and all of its estuaries and the river itself, and that's where our our property is. And it got so close, and with the wind direction, you know, moving back and forth, we didn't know we were going to lose everything. Yeah, you so, didn't
1: know if you were going to have the fire sweep through and and take your hunt camp poof, poof gone
3: and be done. So we pulled every piece of equipment out of there—all the four wheelers and the tractors and equipment—and <laughs> and it was a it was a thing. But you know, after we finally in in the southeast down here, um, North Florida, South Georgia, finally started to get some rain. Um and and
2: is is the river back up at all? River's back up to about four feet. That's good, it, which uh, is good. That's a shock. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Do you have water in your creeks, Jeff? I mean, there's puddles, but it's not running. Yeah. we ours we're, we're is pretty actually, dry. Ours is actually running. Well, that's which, good. Which is which is interesting, you know, because we I, I I you know, um I took Monday off and and worked Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. That was our work weekend, also. Right, and. uh You know, I was, I was impressed. I mean, I, I I was really shocked that that, that the creeks were running.
1: Well, it's kind of, kind of funny that you had a work week. Mm -hmm. You had one last weekend too. I had, you know, another one kind of this week Mm -hmm. and we're all preparing for hunting season and we talk so much about deer season. Yes. Right. When really the kind of the kickoff. The hunting season is not really deer season for most people. That's right. Um, it's the first weekend in September, and it's dove
2: season. Absolutely. And, that's right.
1: And and uh, so to, to get the conversation going for dove season, I was talking to uh, the biologist for Westervelt, Dave Edwards, yesterday, and I said, hey, man, what do you think about coming on tomorrow morning? And and I said, what do you want to talk about? And, and I was trying to think of something that's you know timely. You know, there we are basically in August. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, he was telling me about this story that, uh, there in Alabama, real close to the, to the house, he's been checking out this, I don't know how many acre sunflower field it is. And he said, yeah. my gosh, the dove. Mm. He said, it looks like Argentina. Ooh! And I started thinking, dove. Hey, perfect yeah. topic, right? Yeah. Well, let's bring him up without waiting any longer. Uh, morning, Dave. Morning, guys. Morning, How's I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out how to, how to introduce you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, is it just biologist Dave Edwards now, or is it uh, manager biologist Dave Edwards from?
4: Uh, I'm, I'm making a, a pretty big move here, or, or a change in, in, in careers, as, as we talked about yesterday, but. Uh, this will be my last week with Westervelt Wildlife Services uh, here in Alabama and uh, making a pretty big move and headed back home. Uh, some, of, some of the listeners probably know that I'm, I'm from Florida, from, from northeast Florida, and uh, just really wasn't looking for anything but had a great opportunity come my way that will take me and my family back home, uh, a place called Cabin Bluff. And it is a recreational resort, but it's mostly geared around hunting and fishing and it's right on the coast, so the fishing includes offshore fishing as well. So, kind of hits all my passions, and I, I, I know I'm gonna have a. Uh, I'm, it's not gonna be a job for me. It's gonna it's, there's gonna be some work, but you know, with my passions, it's gonna be just uh, an absolute great fit, and I'm gonna enjoy what I'm gonna do there. But uh, besides that, I'm also uh, gonna be able to do some wildlife consulting of, of my own. So I'm gonna. Uh, keep doing that, and uh, I think that keeps your your act sharp. Seeing properties all over the country and helping folks you know, meet their goals, so I'm I'm very excited about the transition and uh, looking forward to it.
1: So the the uh, Cabin Bluff owned by Midwest Vaco,
4: right? That's right. And yep. if you
1: guys didn't know, I mean that's that is a huge company.
3: That's what I grew up with.
1: Yeah, I mean that's up they've the got Carolina's land big. all across the country. Yep, and. Yeah. Uh, so, and from what I understand, Dave, you made a an outstanding decision because my my research has shown—I don't want to say shown—the people I've <laughs> talked to in the timber industry, your your, your <laughs> contacts, yes, yeah, uh-huh. have said that Midwest Vaco is a great company, uh, very solid financially on firm ground, and also treats its employees very well.
4: And and that's you know that was a big uh, player in my decision and. I can't agree with you more because you know obviously I was doing some research of my own to make sure I'm making a good move and everybody I talked to said hey the Midwest uh, attracts good folks and they also want to keep good folks and so they treat them well and family is a good value for them as well and that's as you know important to me so well uh,
1: here's here's my next question before we kind of move over to dove hunting you know. Big company like that's got land all over the place. Like I said,
2: <clears throat> here it comes, Dave. You, yeah, <laughs> Dave.
1: Yeah, land yeah. ain't landing. Iowa, uh, yeah, uh, Illinois, uh, Kansas. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you asked that question
2: yet?
4: uh i I have not
5: yeah,
2: let, I know, let, you know, let him get his toe in the door
4: first, yeah I'm just trying to get my I'm just trying to get my foot in the door before we start lining up hunts.
3: yeah
5: <laughs> you, don't,
3: you don't want to show up and go, I got these three roadies with me, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, they're with the band here yeah.
5: <laughs> no, we are
1: we, we are the roadies. That's absolutely right. the, so so uh, dave you know when you when you once you finally do settle in, you know uh Keep that in the back of your mind, will you? <laughs> hey,
2: hey, today, it was so funny. We uh, Kirk and I did a two-boat charter on um, Tuesday, right? Yeah. And and these guys were from all over the country. And it was, the guy I had on my boat was from Wisconsin. You know, so, and you know, Buffalo County. I mean, dude, I, and this guy, his family, deer hunted and this, that, and the other. And, and we got back to the ramp. And we had a great day, great time, you know. And, and, and Kirk was standing there. We were all and. And I said, look, I said, if you ever need us to come up there and kill them in your deer. And he's like, dude, you guys have an open invitation. Y'all come up there and hunt whenever you want. And I looked at him and I said, don't ask us again because we will show up at your doorstep. Yeah. You don't understand who we are.
3: I looked at him and I said, don't say that if you don't mean yeah, it. Yeah, that's you right. might be ringing and, your doorbell. And he
2: kind of looked at us funny and I'm like, are you serious? He goes, yeah. I go, oh, well. Okay, then, expect, you know, ding-dong, you know, <laughs> hey, hey <laughs> we're your new neighbors. Yeah, and your your wife look at us and go, uh, who are, they? It, yeah, uh, who, who are these guys? <laughs> oh, we're here for a week.
4: <laughs> hey, Kevin, he's, uh, and he's not just, you know, up in the north where they're big deer. He's in Big Deer County.
2: Yeah, uh. yeah.
4: Buffalo, uh, you know,
2: all
1: that
4: up there is good. Yeah, real big. <laughs> it was good. High,
1: High Booner County. That's yeah. Right. So, so, Dave, another question I have: you know, you're you're moving to, I guess, transitioning to Midwest Vacos Cabin Bluff. Mhm. Uh, are we still going to see you in Quality Whitetails, the publication by uh, QDMA, in the oh, yeah. uh, age this category, and still still have that presence there?
4: absolutely uh in fact me west uh i believe they're a corporate sponsor of quality deer management association so uh-huh. that relationship's already there but um you, you know that was something important to me too because I, I think all y'all know and that's, hey, that's why i'm on the radio show with you is that um one of my goals or my passion i guess you want to say is not just growing big deer for me or ducks or whatever it is or dove in this case uh, but really what what makes me tick is to help others experience have great outdoor experiences whether it's hunting or, or what have you so uh you know i'm writing articles like you've seen and uh next week i'm going up to nashville uh to the land and wildlife expo giving a couple of talks there and sitting on an expert panel so to speak and you know that's, that's you, just can, something you, that makes you can me say
1: you, you can teach your own home but it, it, it is an expert panel you don't have kind of like an expert yeah. panel you know <laughs> you're trying to be all humble and
4: stuff um but yeah that's what makes me tick and uh you know talking to them as i was uh, trying to make the decision, and you know they they strongly encourage that. You know, obviously that that'll help Cabin Bluff as well. Um, but uh, that's definitely, you'll you'll still be seeing me do that kind of stuff as much as I can I can get into it.
1: Well, as it is, as is, uh, part of the giving others a great experience, uh, you're going to do some consulting, correct? That's right. That's right. And, and uh, on the side, so you'll be working at, at Cabin Bluff, you know, midwest West Vacos, Cabin Bluff. You'll be doing consulting on side. The name of your consulting business will be Tall Tines, correct? That's
4: right. That's right. Uh, haven't haven't set it in stone yet. So if you guys know a, a better name, but I, I'm all open for ideas still. But yeah, that's what I've settled on so far is Tall Tines uh, Wildlife and Hunting Consultant. Uh,
1: and and my next question is: is uh, you talked about wanting to give the great experience to others? Uh, you've got two boys, and to trying kind to. Of, let people know what they can expect here in the next week uh coming up uh on one of mossy oaks hunting the country's episodes tell folks what what they're going to see in an in, in in upcoming episode
4: yeah uh this next tuesday in the uh tuesday night pursuit block is hunting the country is, is mossy oaks headliner show and uh we've had i guess it's really kind of a culmination over a couple seasons but uh the whole show is going to be about uh, me taking my two boys, Clay and Dalton, uh, which are uh, they were ten and ten and six and uh, eleven and seven the next year, I guess. But uh, just our experiences out in the woods. Uh, this show is going to have Clay taking his first uh, spring gobbler, which is just phenomenal footage. And, it, and luckily, it worked out just like you always want a turkey hunt to work out, where he gobbles, hits the ground, open hardwood comes up to us and struts right in a wide open about 15 yards it actually spits right there on camera right and you can see me and clay and the turkey looks like it's right off his barrel and uh great hunt great footage and just a great experience and then uh clay also shoots uh at and i, and I posted this on hunt life so i'm sure you guys have probably seen part of the video but he he shoots that and misses a just an enormous buck here in alabama uh at 40 yards and actually it was dad's fault but um the whole show's really tr- uh the, probably the message is um taking your kids hunting and not just taking them hunting but making them a part of the experience.
5: Mm-hmm. And, you
4: know, we talk about you know all the work days you're talking about. Yeah. These guys have done all that and they don't want to just show up and hunt. They want to be there and be part of that and I think I I know it does for me and I know it does for y'all too but doing all that is just as much part of it and it so much sweetens and heightens mm-hmm. that experience when you right. actually you know see a deer or harvest a deer or whatever you know it's not all about the hunting and i'm teaching them it's not all about the, the hunting it's not all about the killing but that's kind of what the show's about and it's you know I, in, a, in a nutshell talking about how I've, I've hunted and at this stage in my life it's not all about me it's about them and so i'm i'm teaching them everything i can and about the woods and about you know giving back more than you take and really i'm you know it goes way deeper, I guess. I don't get too philosophical, but I feel like it goes way deeper than hunting. And it's I'm, I'm laying some foundations in these guys' lives and, you know, setting a stage for them to move forward.
1: All right, <coughs> excuse me. I, I, <laughs> Are y'all crying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I,
5: I, I, know, I, break, I need to take a break. I need to I'm sorry.
4: Yeah, uh, but, but but that's what it's going to be about. Yeah, see, I, with,
2: with me and my kids, yeah, it's all about who kills the biggest one right now. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're it, teenagers. It's on, yeah, that's I tell right. you, all right, hey, the Dave, hell with the experience, of killing something.
1: Dave, when we we come back, I uh, want to talk about the Land and Wildlife Expo that you're going to be attending coming up here the second week of of August, and then uh, and then I want to talk which we've never talked about before on the show, and that's dove hunting. Mm, love uh, it because you know. it's Dave was right on the money yesterday when me and him were talking. He said, hey, you know, that's kind of the kickoff to the fall of everything. You know, because it's football, it's dove season. And, and it's everywhere, Kids Jeff. are back in school. I mean, that, that's kind of right there.
2: I mean, I've had the open invitation to go to Kansas for opening dove. Yeah, well, and now you can go to Iowa, too. They, they actually have a dove season. That's right. Hey. Yeah, I like that. You're listening to the Hunt Life Outdoors <laughs>
1: show with me, Jeff and Kevin Faber, Kirk Waltz, and also our special guest,
2: biologist Dave Evers. As a turkey hunter, we've all been there. You're on your eighth day of hunting the same gobbler, and every morning, he's made you look silly. Your kids think you've lost your mind. Your wife's beginning to wonder if you're really turkey hunting. You keep telling yourself, this morning will be different. Conditions are perfect. 45 degrees, very little wind, and there is no moon. As you sit in the dark, your eyes get heavy. With your eyes closed, the whippoorwills keep you awake. And just before the sun rises, the familiar song of the Cardinal catches your attention because you know it won't be long until the game begins. You've decided this morning... To be quiet just let him gobble on the roost just after daybreak he does just that you know it's him because his gobble is way too familiar it's all you can do not to call back you hear him fly down and then you hear the hen start to call you make one soft call and get the gun ready first you see a hen then all you see is a swinging beard he comes into view and you fold him up this morning you guessed right what a cool feeling. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel, because at Hunt Life, they know it's
6: all about the outdoors experience. Visit them at HuntLife.com. America's number one camo pattern just got better. All new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of field. Twelve years of research give it unequalled effective design. Together, they break up hunter's outline like never before. Check it out in stores or online at Break Breakup Infinity for Mossy it's not a passion, it's an obsession. There was the explosion, and I remember just opening my eyes, and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and what's going to happen next? The Wounded Warrior Project said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. I don't know if I would be as well-adjusted as I am now
7: if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org.
0: And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoors show.
1: And we're back. All three of us are in studio and our special guest via the... uh... I guess you could say the Hunt Life Hotline.
2: did hmm not that sound good? Yeah, that's
1: good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, isn't that is kind of yeah. cool? Yeah. Came, I came up with that all, all by myself. Did you really? Chris.
2: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I could tell. <laughs> the Hunt Life Hotline. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and our special guest, Dave Edwards. And, Dave, before we get to doves, because we can spend all day talking dove hunting. Uh, coming up here uh, in, in a week or so, the Land and Wildlife Expo that is held in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, hosted by the Gaylord Opryland Hotel. Last year was supposed to be the first year, and it's the first of its kind, I guess you could say, because it, it, it pulls everybody in together. But last year was going to be the first year. Uh, Nashville got flooded. That was canceled. So this is the the first ever Land and Wildlife Expo,
4: right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, I tell you what, it's, it's the first of its kind that I know of that pulls together all the different Uh, non-profit conservation organizations, uh, NWTF and Quality Deer Management Association, the Elk Foundation, Ducks Unlimited. I mean, you can go down the list and all the big players that you know of that are all, you know, they all have their own species they're trying to, uh, in place for, but their whole big common goal is conservation of the resources. And uh, what a great stage to uh, to put all this together uh, and, and just a brilliant idea to do so. But, Uh, it should be a just a a one-of-a-kind kind kind of thing and i'm hoping that this first year uh, you never know in the first one i know there's probably going to be some bugs to work out for next year but uh it should be just a fantastic event great time for not only just hunters land and landowners but it's a great place if you've been to nashville before it's just a great place to take your family it'll be a fun weekend uh to you know just get out and see not only learn how to you can learn how to hunt better. You can learn how to uh, learn about land management. You can learn about stuff you need to learn about if you own land, and it has you know nothing to do with hunting. It's more along the lines of maybe cost share programs or uh, just various things of that nature. There's also lake management kind of things going on. But on top of that, they've also got the whole expo uh, that is going to be inside and outside, which is kind of unique. But uh, all the different they're gonna have. I think they're calling them villages but they're going to have a deer village, a duck village, a turkey village, a fisheries bil- village, uh, a landowner's village. You know, that kind of thing. So all the vendors, if you want to call them, they're kind of in the same areas. And then on the outside, I believe, uh, I want to say it's about 100 acres, that they've got out outdoor expo going on where you can actually see the plot master, you know, doing its thing, or you can see water control structures uh, for damming up duck ponds or, just all kinds of things of that nature. I think they've got archery ranges out there um, where you can actually shoot. And if you're thinking about getting a Matthews bow, and if I'm, I'm just making an example, but you can grab you can grab that bow and and shoot it and 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 uh, see compare it to another bow's right there or something. So just a really neat event, and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I, we wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Well, we we were planning on taking the show there. Yeah. And the NFL lockout kind of how does that affect an outdoor show well i i work for an nfl team doing broadcasting so we couldn't we couldn't commit with mm-hmm. an, an unknown schedule and so a little disappointing, but I'm gonna still try to make it for you. Just time. brought us
2: down, Dave. I know, I'm Dave. Sorry, man. It's all about you. It's yeah. all about me. I know. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Oh,
5: <laughs> yeah. He, but I've really I, like I never to that. seen anybody root
2: for the NFL lockout to go through at least the end of November. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that terrible? <laughs> yeah. uh, he's like, come on, yeah. guys. Just hold out yeah. a little well, bit I, longer. I wanted,
1: I wanted one, of, one of two things, and this is dead serious. I wanted it to go past. Uh, uh, opening hunting season, well, you know. Season. Right there, you go. Or to start on time because we have a bye week the first week of November. Yeah, I know. Hey. I saw
2: your bye week. I know the
3: coaches <laughs> were having a good time fishing this summer. Yeah. so, you know they were hoping to no, they get were, a little edge on the hunting season. They're working hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they are. Yeah. I know they are.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I wish I could go, and I, and I may still try to make it. I know uh, Scotty Brown, who's our the, the the fisheries biologist side of hunt life, uh, is also going to be there with a the booth, and I, and I think. I think it's going to be a great turnout. I know all the celebs. You know, you, you say you know the experts. You know, they're going to be there performing. There's a lot of a lot of experts that are going to be there, uh, and people that you know you see on TV and and hear them talk. Uh, and then I'm sure there's going to be some of the outdoor celebrities, and I'm talking just the the hunters. Well, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: Stan Potts.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Give me
5: a
2: minute. Give me a minute. Give me a minute.
4: <laughs> yeah, there, there is and uh on top of that, I mean they've they even got a golf tournament on Thursday, uh they got a couple concerts. What? uh <laughs> I mean it's you know, in Nashville and Gaylord Entertainment uh are you know, they're they're pretty well tied into the music industry, so Yeah, we don't uh, need to carry
1: that too well, far well, and tennis then, and all that. The other but, thing too though is I mean, hunting and country music I yeah. mean are are going hand in hand more than they ever have.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, uh just by being kind of part of this, uh, of getting it going and all and different things going on behind the scenes, is I didn't realize that uh, Craig Morgan is going to be one of the headliner mm-hmm. concerts, and I didn't realize how big of a hunter he is. And then after seeing that he was going to be there, I actually saw him on TV. On yeah,
2: that, he has his own show. Mm-hmm. Craig yeah. Morgan All Access. Mm-hmm. Yep.
4: Yeah. Uh, Jeff Foxworthy is going to uh, be there, and he's also going to have a, uh, uh, what do you call that show, I guess. Um, Tecumani,
2: Big
1: Bucks.
4: He got he's, mm-hmm.
1: well, I I like the one, Are You Smarter Than a Third-Grader?
5: Fifth-grader.
4: Yeah, fifth yeah. Yeah, fifth yeah, Yeah, but he's actually going to do it. I think
5: he's going
2: to do it. I might be to get the third-grader. The fifth-graders get me. I, uh, yeah, I, I,
1: I can <laughs> compete more so against the, <laughs> the third-graders than yeah. I could at so you know.
2: Hey, I've
3: always been a couple fries short of a yeah. happy meal, so I'm uh-huh. about the right age, isn't it? Yeah. That's right.
4: But he's, going, he's actually going to do a, a comedy comedy show. Um, and uh, like i was tell you about the uh uh, seminars, but there's, if you get online, look at, all you need to do is Google search Land and Wildlife Expo and you can pull it up, but there is just a just unbelievable number of topics and speakers and uh, so forth doing, uh, in this True North seminar, I think that's uh, presented by Mossy Oak, uh, for example, the two talks I'm giving, one is on uh, camera surveys for deer, uh, how to do them and so forth, and what how, how to set them up and what what to do and what you're looking for. And then the other one is going to be probably more in the landowner category, but it's, uh, I'm going to talk about hunting leases and the value of a hunting lease for a landowner, and then also on top of that, what are, the, what are the improvements that hunters are willing to pay more for, for example, food plots or gates and that kind of thing. So anyway, it ought to be a really, really good event, educational event, fun time, good time to catch up with other folks and uh, learn more about what they're doing in, you know somewhere else. And it's also, you know, I, I know a lot of people that meet people there, and then become friends, and next thing you know, they're you know they may be in Wisconsin uh, or Michigan, like you were talking about.
2: Yeah,
5: ding dong, y'all be in yeah. yeah.
4: Hey, yeah, you don't might, you might remember get a, me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Can I change, right. can I change
2: the subject just real quick? Because I I have a question. Okay. For, no, no, you no, Dave, we don't do that, As about right. Dave, um, and I'm going to send you this picture um, after the mm-hmm. show. Um, going through my trail cams uh, two weeks ago, uh, you mm-hmm. know, typical, you know. Fawns with spots, you know. Does that are getting ready to drop? Um, the bucks are just starting to grow their horns. You know that that four or five inches with their velvet. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. My last picture, the last frame, a monkey. No, was was just an absolute giant of a buck. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, he's full horns, full velvet. I mean. I don't understand how how all you know. I've got I've got twenty five bucks pictures, you know, pictures, uh, you know and, and I have three different pieces of property. They all were the same, and all of a sudden, here is this giant that's already. Yeah. Uh, why why is
4: that? Well, you know, th- th- just a, right out of the gate, I'm gonna tell you. I don't know the science behind it, but I know that that's fairly common. And oh, it is okay. My, my guess is that just some bucks just start off quicker than others. They're they're. They may have dropped earlier than the other other deer, mm-hmm. and, they, and they all of a sudden started kicking in a little earlier. Uh, but I've I've seen that as well here, where you know four or five inches, maybe starting on, uh, a brow time or two on, on most of the deer, and then, you know the next picture I go, man, where'd this guy come from? Okay, uh, hey, I will tell you though, I've got a client in Florida that uh, had a buck that full rack buck that stayed in velvet all year, and he was he it was a case that same question you just posed last time this year and he was full bore uh had velvet and everything and he just carried it all the way through the season he's still in velvet
2: mm.
1: and
4: uh so there's some other things going on with him but...
2: right all right. Well, you hear the music okay. day that yep. means we got to take a break and when okay. we come back we're a lot, lot, of, of, lot of dove hunting here all right. <laughs> 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 promise when we come back we're going to talk dove okay. hunting
1: here on the hunt life outdoor show
7: connections that's what life is really all about i'm major harding president of hunt life at huntlife.com we've created a place for you to connect with those who share your passion for the hunting experience with a free huntlife.com membership you'll be able to swap stories information and insight with hunters from all over the world you'll find useful information on equipment outfitters and all the regs and red tape for your neck of the woods At HuntLife.com, you can even keep a journal of your hunt straight from your mobile device and upload pictures of your latest and greatest hunting experiences. You can even flip on the radio and hear the latest episode of the HuntLife Outdoor Show while you browse through all the great stuff we've got in the HuntLife shop. Hats, shirts, decals, and more. Become a member. It's fast, easy, and absolutely free. And join the online fraternity of hunters. Connect with us at HuntLife.com.
6: Since the first days at Mossy Oak, we've been about getting close to critters. That's what drove us to create Original Breakup more than 12 years ago. Today we're doing it again with all-new Breakup Infinity. Six layers of detail give it great depth of field. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Hey, check it out in stores or online at Mossy Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern, just got better.
0: Let fish and wildlife biologist Scotty Brown's 25 years of experience work for your property with Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management. They help landowners on developing and managing properties where recreational fishing and or hunting is the priority. Their lake management services include fish population sampling, electrofishing, water analysis, vegetation establishment or reduction, lake design or renovation, and long-term management strategies for your water body's future. Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management installs and repairs aeration systems, fountains, fish and game feeders, and their own design, Forever Tree Fish Attractors. They're experts in keeping small public water bodies and retention ponds in housing developments and golf courses working properly. So if you're looking to improve your property's aquatic resources, call Scotty Brown at Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management at 214-383-3223. That's 214-383-3223. I've been a member of the Federation for 18
1: years. The Federation stands for good stewardship of the resources and preserving our hunting heritage. Through those efforts, I want my kids to be able to enjoy the same privilege that I have. My father joined the Federation for me, and I've done the same for my children. Jakes, women in the outdoors, and wheeling sportsmen, they want to be the best conservation organization in the world.
0: The outdoors Show.
1: Now we're going to talk some Dove uh, hunting with biologist Dave Edwards. And Dave, uh, that is really the kickoff to the season. And, and me and you were talking yesterday about this sunflower field, and everybody dreams of hunting sunflower fields. But, you know, where we are uh, in the southeast, it's kind of hard to plant sunflowers because the deer tear them up so quick. But is that the best crop that you've ever seen for, for Dove?
4: It's a very, very good one. Um, I, you know, it's hard to put a best because, uh, you know, you can see the same thing. You, somebody can have a millet field, and mm-hmm. and I, I've some actually some of the best dove fields I've seen have been clear cuts. you know, not even planted. So, um, it, you know, it's kind of like uh, a lot of times when we're talking about food plots for deer, uh, it's not all about uh, exactly what plant you're planting. Uh, you just need to plant something that's good for your soil, that's going to produce... The food, which in this case we need to be producing seeds, so find something that grows well in your area. You know, there's a good good list of things uh, that we that I commonly plant, commonly recommend. Brown top millet is a good one, uh, particularly and, down and in
1: And easy area. to plant. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, and, and a lot of times it'll reseed itself even, you know, in the next year. Um, um, so you know, brown top, dove proso, uh, obviously sunflowers, like we, we were talking about, but. Uh, Corn, uh, I, I generally don't plant corn in a dove field, but now, you know, obviously corn is awesome for dove. It's just a little bit harder to, to plant and grow sometimes to get the, much, the amount of grain you want. Uh, if I have a smaller dove field, I'd rather put a bunch of millet because there's gazillions of thousands of seeds. Uh, sorghum is, is a fantastic one down here in the, in the south. And, uh,
2: in the Midwest, they grow yeah. a lot of
1: that. In, in the mid- Midwest.
2: Hey, yeah. hey, Dave, um, Biologic came out with, a, a new seed that i that I planted this year, specifically for this and it's specifically for birds and, mm-hmm. and I wanted to try it, it 's called whistleback yeah and, yep. and, and, and it has all the ingredients that you just talked about a- that 's a- right a- every single one of them it has the the, the brown top millet it, you know, it has the sorghum, it has the sunflowers, it has mm-hmm. everything um, and you know we went through a really bad drought. And, and I planted it in April, which was their suggestion, and it sat dormant for about two months. And, and you ought to see it now.
7: I mean, yeah.
2: I, I mean, seriously, it's, it's chest high and it's awesome. And the doves and the quail and the turkeys are absolutely killing it. It's, it's yeah.
1: amazing. You won't see any sunflowers though.
2: No, 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 no. So, no, the, the, the sunflowers got eaten. The, the squirrels <laughs> ate it at all. They thought that, that I was just like the greatest. Conservation yeah. for squirrels ever? Um, no, there were no sunflowers. You're you're, you're absolutely right. Um, but but everything else is is you know you, you know just like what you talked about. Um, it's very simple. You know, it's not it's not it's not a hard seed to grow. If, if I can grow it, anybody can grow it. But anyway, just a suggestion. For, you know, because like all the stuff that you just named, this it has all those mixtures in it.
4: That's right. Um, Bobby Cole and those guys did a great job putting that blend together. And you know. That was something else I was going to mention. We've, na- we've named off a lot of a lot of plants or crops that you can put in there, and, and that's what they've done. And one of the other reasons for the reasons they've done that is because you want to have a staggering seed maturity. And those plants that we just described, you know, brown top will probably be 50 days, where Dubroso may be 65 days or 70 days, something like that. But you want a staggered food source. So when the brown top gives out and they're eating the brown top, next thing drops is, sorghum or something else Mm -hmm. um and that you know that's something that uh really depends on your goal some some folks try to plant their dove fields for a one big opening day event where they invite everybody they know and have bring in caterers and you know the whole nine yards and that's the only time they dove hunt well you want to make sure the field is completely right then
1: yeah you want to get them and hold them
4: yeah and if you're you know if you're wanting to do several dove hunts overseas and you really enjoy doing that then then you need to have something that Either one, you can have all the same crop, but just manipulate it or what have you to, to make sure that it staggered so there's food through the whole
1: season. You, you know, the other, the other thing that, uh, that I saw last year that I never would have thought obviously doves love water, you know, and a water source helps. And there's a field where, where I dove hunt at that's not on the field, where, you know, on the land, but it's on the way. And Dave, there's a guy, a farmer, and they do, uh, uh, irrigation and crops and it's not overhead. It's, they kind of flood the turn rows. Mm-hmm. And he had a problem with one of his wells, and and so it was leaking. And it was just kind of keeping one particular area of the field muddy. <laughs> Holy Money. cow.
2: Yep. I, yeah. Dave, dove were coming from everywhere to get in this little quarter-inch in deep of field that just held water. And, Dave, when, when I go to Kansas, that's what they hunt. They hunt windmills because mm-hmm. the windmills, there's a little bit of water, Jeff, that comes from the ground. And it's you know like you said it's a quarter inch they love it. And, and and it just kind of flows down and then it goes into the ground but it's always flowing, dude. Mm-hmm. They whack them. So that
1: could be a suggestion, yeah. Dave. Find a part of your field and just if you got a an irrigation system or a well, just let the yeah. water run slowly yeah. into it.
4: Hey, uh, you know I've, I've been watching uh, Growing Deer TV. Uh, Grant's doing a fantastic. Grant mm-hmm. Wood is doing a fantastic job with that. And uh, just thinking out loud is that pond liner he was talking about that'd be easy to just take a little bucket and scoop you out a small little area and make a little water hole. Cause like you said, it doesn't take much. Nope. Um, I'll tell you a couple of other things that, you know, that's always the question whether it's deer or whether it's dove, what do we plant? What do we plant? That's always the question. But something that i found is particularly in dove fields is almost more important than what you plant is what you don't plant. And that is keeping bare ground in that field. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, in every field we do, we, it, keep some bare ground disk strips just bare dirt because um, that's where the dove to land and uh they also get grit there which leads to another thing i was going to tell you that uh is i mean I've, some in some cases i i thought this was somebody put cracked corn out on a field that i was doing but uh we've put uh what do you call it pea gravel uh the little little bitty crushed up mm-hmm. little small gravel uh we were actually i found this out by by accident, but I was actually making a boat landing for a client, and we put a bunch of this pea gravel right there on the edge of the lake, but it happens to be on this dove field, and I pulled up there to do something, and, jeez, my netty, like 200 dove got up and took off off that thing. And so we ended up putting down this two row of a little road that goes to this field. We put it down that road, and guys, I mean, every year it looks like we've put cracked corn on there because they're on that road, but if you think about where you see dove, you're going to see them in parking lots on the sides of the or so on a dirt road and they're picking up that little gravel to help them digest their food and their gizzards, and so it's very attractive to them.
1: So, so, so uh, two secrets there, uh, a little shallow water source
4: mm-hmm.
1: and, and small gravel.
2: And bare ground.
1: And bare ground, yep. three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On top of number four would be planting a variety of attractant that's got uh, staggered maturity dates,
5: mm-hmm. like the whistleback
1: yep. from Ossie from Oaks biology. All right, we're going to take a break, Dave. When we come back, uh, we got a few minutes to spend with you, and uh, okay. we'll continue to talk a little dove hunting. Okay. And, uh, by the way, folks, Kevin Favor is the finest swing shooter
4: I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, boy, can't shoot, folks. I uh, will attest to that.
1: Dave, you ever shot does with
4: Kevin? No, I have not. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Get on the other end of the field with him. Yeah, yeah if you he's mess, one of those guys, take care of it. That's for sure. He's one of those guys where when you say, over you. About the first two or three, and then you stop yelling at him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Hunt Life Outdoors show with the three of us, in Favor, Waltz, and also Dave Edwards, biologist of Tall Tines, Cabin Bluff.
7: You can tell a lot about a person just by looking at them. What they wear speaks volumes as to who they are and where they stand on a number of things, from their favorite team or the place they like to eat to what they really believe in. I'm Major Harding, president of Hunt Life. When you see someone wearing a Hunt Life shirt or hat, you'll know some things about them right away. You'll know they're passionate about the outdoors. You'll know they invest time and energy and funds into preserving and protecting wildlife because they care about it. You'll know that they enjoy sharing the hunting experience with everyone they can. And you'll know that, for them, hunting isn't a hobby, it's a way of life. If you're a hunter, It's time you told the world what kind of person you are. Visit HuntLife.com and browse the hunt shop for hats and shirts and decals and more. And while you're there, become a member. It's fast, easy, and absolutely free. And you'll connect with a world of people who share your feelings about hunting. Take aim with HuntLife.
6: You want to get really close to critters this fall? Then you'll have to try all-new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of field. 12 years of research give it unequalled effective design. Together, they represent the most dramatic high-tech leap in the history of camo. Check it out in stores or online at Mosseoak.com. Breakup Infinity for Oak America's number one camo pattern just got better. We know the future of hunting depends on our nation's youth, but did you know that many states
1: it's illegal for you to take your son or daughter hunting until the age of 12 or even older. As a result, we have fewer young hunters, and the Families Field program is designed to eliminate those barriers. Hunting is safe, and the safest hunters afield are young people with adult mentors. Visit our website at familiesafield.org to find out how you can bring more families afield.
0: And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor show. And we're
1: joined by biologist Dave Edwards. And, and Dave, we came out with the uh, the four keys to plant a dove field. And, and they are uh, staggered maturity date, uh, bare ground, uh, some small gravel yep. would be a, a great thing, and uh, water. And Scotty Brown texted me during the break. And he's our fisheries biologist, wildlife biologist also for Hunt Life. Uh, he said another tip would be to plant. Some trees because we know it seems like, of course they love the land in trees, uh, but having all of this near a couple trees that or, are in a field or power
2: lines or or power lines, <laughs>
1: yeah. you know, you can put out fake power lines. Which I mean, there's some hunters across the country that do that. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, that's a great idea.
4: We we do that fairly common uh, putting in a, a false power line. That that was on my list. It's not. I don't think it's as important as all the rest of them, but it is. Something I wanted to mention: We ran out of time. That you need a place for them to land. Um, sometimes you've got trees on the edge, uh, but a lot of times you don't. But a lot of times it's a big field, and uh, you're Scotty was right on the money. You want some place for them to land. You just like any other thing, you're trying to make it as attractive as possible for whatever species you're going for. In this case, we're we're trying to attract doves, so you want you don't want to give them any reason to leave.
1: So, you'd be a great idea. Is you, you before dove season, you know, if you got a farmer who's got a Post hole digger, set a couple big old power line poles, string a thing, you mm-hmm. know, rope across it so the play they got a place
2: to land and shoot, man, that... and then here comes Jeff with the Mojo Dove, the Mojo Dove, damn <laughs> man. man, it's like ah, come on, you seen it, oh, you've seen dude, it, it, worked. Yeah, it I, works, I, I, it works, it's unbelievable. Check your states regs because yeah.
1: sometimes motorized decoys are illegal in certain states, and and, it and, is. and and Dave, that would probably be the last thing because bird that we we were talking yesterday dove is a federally regulated bird but each state has their own regs as far as attracting them Mm -hmm. that's right check your state regs
4: and and i'll tell you too i mean just my advice is it's a a little gray there's some vague stuff in there for different states i recommend getting your local game warden to come look at your field you know two weeks before you're going to hunt or what have you to make sure because there's you know, there's just a lot of little different loopholes in there, and it's kind of like duck hunting, or at least how it used to be in the point system. You can try to be legal and still be illegal. So be careful, and just uh, the, I think the best approach is to get your game warden to come out and look at it and give that's you the green smart. light.
1: I think that's a great idea. All right, we're just about out of time. Uh, Dave, uh, going out on your own, going to be doing some consulting, uh, Tall times. How can people get in touch with you if they want to have you help them with their private piece of heaven?
4: Uh, right now I'm, uh, like I said, I'm making the transition, but, uh, I've got a phone number at this point and I'm actually getting my, my ducks in a row to get websites and that kind of thing lined up. Uh, probably one of the best ways is to go to huntlife.com at, at this point. Um, you can, you can catch up with me there. You can join the community and start talking to me through that and we can get connected. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Dave kind, of, Dave, kind of in between,
1: uh, huntlife.com. Uh, go to the yep. community page, join, become a member, and, and put a question up or say, hey, you know, I'm trying to get a hold of Dave Edwards, biologist, and you'll reply. You're on there regular. In fact, uh, what was the video, Chris, that Dave posted up about the the buck you talked about? It's going to be a mossy oak. Uh,
0: big Buck Down Well Almost is the name big of it.
1: Big Buck Down Well Almost is the video that Dave put up. Dave, thanks for spending the time with us this Saturday morning talking a little everything, Land and Wild yeah. Wildlife Expo Doves, the whole nine yards.
4: Well, thank you for having me on. I, I enjoy talking
1: with you and uh we'll be seeing you a lot yeah we will
4: soon looking forward to it thank looking you dave. Forward later it. buddy all right take
1: care folks you've been listening to the Hunt life outdoor show with me jeff logman kevin favor kirk waltz and our special guest who i'm sure we're going to have on quite regular in the future mm-hmm. dave edwards and uh enjoy talking some dove because that's the first time we've talked it on this show
2: yep that was fun. looking forward
1: to it. we'll talk to everybody next week same time same place
0: Thank you for listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Be sure to check out the very latest in the Hunt Life by logging on to HuntLife.com. The Hunt Life Outdoor Show is a product of Hunt Life Productions. Copyright 2011.